especially for entrepreneurs um they're scrolling through instagram linkedin facebook and they feel like they, they've got everything together when in reality they're juggling a million balls mm-hmm. um balls are dropping left right and center like but they're not showing that they're always just showing their highlight reel and so what mm-hmm. we want to do is just make sure that that's not affecting people's mental health and their mindset that everybody's human and also what we've noticed is that if you actually show your vulnerable side and show that you're relatable through social media as an entrepreneur then you're much more likely to attract people that you want to work with hello everyone and welcome to another episode of find your calm where we explore various health modalities from the ancient methodologies all the way to biohacking. Um, Today, I'm very intrigued and excited to have a fellow health and wellness entrepreneur here joining me today, Antonia Bates, who is the co-founder of the Healthy Entrepreneur Club, serving here in Dubai, but also globally. Hi, Antonia. How are you? I am great. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) So let's dive straight in because you have a very interesting background that I really want to get into here. Um, Let's let's talk about how you got into wellness. Let's go through your background. Okay, so I've always been very creative and sporty growing up, and that's kind of influenced the businesses that we have today. So when I was about four years old, I started gymnastics and my main inspiration was my sister. She did gymnastics. And I always went to her competitions and I was on the sidelines and just cheering her on and making, my, making up my own floor routines and different routines as she was competing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was always really inspired by that, like I said. So my mum and dad put me into gymnastics and I was doing it for like 12 years and kind of went up the levels, competed for my county, for my um, region and then eventually for my country. So I was selected for England squad. Um, and then trained quite a few um, England camps during my time when I was like 13, 14, 15 years old, mm-hmm. and then eventually selected to compete for England. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember my first ever international competition. That was um, quite quite nerve-wracking, like quite a scary um, concept and a lot of pressure, but um, yeah, that's another story. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was always very much into sport and health and wellness growing up mm-hmm. and my whole family have been very sporty as well so my brother was um, into martial arts my other brother into football and like I said my sister into gymnastics um, and then as I left gymnastics I started coaching it because it was such a passion of mine so I wanted to teach kids and adults gymnastics as well um, and then eventually I did dance and different different styles of dance um, and then I found the world of CrossFit. Mm-hmm. So again, that's more of a community, community-based yeah. kind of style gym. Um, and really, just really passionate about having a community of like-minded people in, within the health and wellness industry around me. Right. So yeah, I guess my, my health and wellness journey definitely stemmed from being a gymnast. Ah, okay, okay. And so take us forward. Um, you go to university and you study? I study textile and interior design. How how do you bridge the gap there? You yeah. were spent your whole life in fitness and you went into that. How how did how did that happen? So yeah, so I was always very creative as well as sporty. So mm-hmm. I remember like 
when I was younger, my friends and my cousins, we used to always um, like stick pieces of A4 paper together <laughs> on the floor and actually like draw floor plans of our, like our dream house when we were growing up. Um, there's always there would always be a gym in there, and we always used to have like a trophy room in there. She was <laughs> really it. into football, my cousin. And Very so much we had, manifesting. Like, a trophy room and a gym room, like a gymnastics room. Um, so we were always like we always loved designing things, mm. and I always. Um, Growing up, my mum and dad used to make our home environment really supportive and really calming. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of when I realised the power of your physical surroundings mm-hmm. on your mental well-being, your stress, anxiety, your sleep, your um, productivity. And for me, being in such an intensive sport, I needed to have good sleep. I needed to have a supportive environment. I needed to have like as little stress at home as possible so that I could recharge ready for the next day of like school training homework sleep and repeat um and so not just like your social physical surroundings but the actual actual physical surroundings Mm -hmm. really had an impact on my mental well-being so I was really interested in the science behind all of that and how that affects you um so yeah that kind of made me want in want to go into like textile and interior design um and then after university I landed a an interior design job, but designing for show homes. Mm-hmm. And so here it was kind of very shallow in a way because it was just show Aesthetic, homes. Right? Yeah. yeah. And I liked it and I learned a lot, but yeah. I felt like I wanted more, like I wanted more depth yes. within the designing. And so whenever I would design a home, I would always picture a family in that home mm-hmm. and try and get into their heads. So really like understand your ideal client, get into mm-hmm. their heads, like what are their likes, dislikes, their challenges and try and predict their, their next move. Right. Um, and so I would, yeah, design a space based on their needs and their, like, yeah, their hobbies and everything that they want to do. Um, and then alongside that, that's how Studio New kind of came about because I was quite limited with the amount of like experimentation I could do within show home. So I was like, hang on, I can work with actual clients. And I worked in marketing suites, sales suites, offices, and also like physiotherapy rooms, psychotherapy rooms. Um, all of this was online Mm. and I could really like delve into the science and the well-being behind the environment because yeah. I knew how much of an impact it can actually have on yeah. your mental and physical state. Absolutely. That's fascinating. With with some of that work, did you tie in other philosophies or um, concepts um, such as, you know, um, chi- ancient Chinese uh, methodologies or feng shui and things of that nature as well? Yeah, I think like feng shui, I kind of learned about that a little bit later on in my career. Um, I'm half Danish and so I mm. kind of always grew up in a very Scandinavian home. Mm. Um and for me, the power of, I don't know if you've heard the concept of hygge, H-Y-G-G-E. Mm-mm. People kind of pronounce it in different ways. But hygge is um, like a feeling that you can create. It's like directly translated. It's like coziness or calmness. Ah. And so um, people in Denmark might say, well, like, that's really hygge or this is a really hygge atmosphere or like create a sense of hygge in a home. Okay. And so for me right now, like this atmosphere right now is quite hygge like, with awesome. the fire one and things. <laughs> um, and so it's yeah creating a sense of hygge and I was always brought up to like have that around me and that kind of create a sense of comfort in my home right um so yeah very very much influenced by Scandinavian design and minimalism and like minimalism meeting like aesthetics and function as well Mm. so Japandi so Japanese design with Scandinavian design Ah. um yeah so like function minimalism streamlined furniture but also promoting coziness hygge um, and general well-being within yeah. the environment. Yeah. So is that something you still do a bit today? Uh, yeah, so I still have Studio New running along the side. That's wonderful. Um, when we moved to Dubai, 
we straight away designed like seven or eight offices. We moved last September, just over a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and we designed like seven or eight offices and with the concept of hugger and minimalism in mind. So mm. that could help reduce stress and anxiety within the workplace, right. but also promote productivity. Yes. Because you can have a lot of like visual noise around and that can really affect people's work and mental state. Um, and so we designed a lot of, um, we, did, we did a lot of residential homes, but we mainly worked on office spaces within um, when we moved to Dubai. Yeah. And also when we moved apartments in Dubai, in order to help me not to feel homesick, I wanted to create a space that actually felt like home for me. Mm-hmm. And so to portray who I am and my personality and my feelings and my kind of my soul into the home, yeah. I incorporated everything from home, hugger, Scandinavian design, Japandi design, um, into our apartments that actually felt like home so I could didn't feel homesick. That is beautiful. Yeah, I've never heard of the, the concept hookah uh, yeah. before. So just out of curiosity, for those who are watching and want to implement a notion of this themselves, what are some ways that they can do that? So first of all, and I think everybody says this, it's like with Scandinavian design, declutter. Like, <laughs> less is more. And like The whole the, Marie Kondo concept, right? Yeah, exactly. And like a lot of, um, I don't know if you've heard of the lagum lifestyle. Again, that's a Scandinavian term, but it's Swedish. Um and here it's about appreciating what you have rather than having more things. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of appreciate what you've got. You don't need to have a ton of a ton of different things, but you actually like li- literally less is more. You appreciate what you have. Um, and so if you com- incorporate lag- the lagum lifestyle, so not just with physical things, but with everything around you, incorporate the lagum lifestyle, um, but also declutter so that you only have certain things within your environment that you actually appreciate, that you actually will use, that aren't dust collecting. (laughs) Um, So yeah, definitely declutter, definitely like just pick something up and do do you actually love this? Does it actually serve you? Does it actually make you feel happy? Um, If it's not, just put it away. What you can also do is what I like to do is I have, I'm obsessed with candles and vases and accessories. Mm. And obviously when we moved to Dubai, (laughs) I had to be very strict with myself because we had two suitcases each and literally one suitcase was full of candles and vases and Oh, everything wow. with it like, <laughs> like these things make me happy <laughs> yeah exactly like literally I had a suitcase of home and a suitcase of clothes <laughs> like, that was it um so I had to be very strict with myself but what I like to do is just mix things up so yeah. I put them in storage I don't have everything out at once yeah. put it into storage um like within our home mm-hmm. and just move things around every like six weeks two months yeah um, just to change up the environment a little bit so what people can do now I would say definitely just declutter make sure that you're actually like displaying things that you actually like that actually make you feel happy mm-hmm. does your home actually portray who you are and mm-hmm. um your personality rather than like people tend to they used to come to me showing me a picture on Pinterest saying mm-hmm. I want this this Ooh. is a trend and I want this and I'm like are you sure you want this like it's right. lovely but yeah you might want something that actually portrays who you are as a person right um and that will probably withstand a bit longer absolutely such good advice I love that I love that <laughs> so um so you you had Studio New in England mm-hmm. and then you said you know you you came over to Dubai and things are going well but then you did kind of have a, a strong pause moment because you had a major car accident. Yeah. So yeah, what happened there was, um, it was like the overlap. So we were working in the UK, we had studio new running. 
Um, and we were in the countryside in the southwest of England. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you know the roads, but it's like proper country style roads. Mm. And um, yeah, we had a really bad, I won't go into the, too much of the details, but we had a really bad car accident. Oh and when you're told that you shouldn't have survived that car accident, it kind of makes you just flick a switch in your head. You're like, sure. whoa, I've got a second chance of life here. Because like, what happened was um, a car literally just hit us head on. <gasps> Um, on the other side of the road he was overtaking and we flew over him landed upside down in a ditch and we ended up um, like long story short we ended up walking away with very minor injuries and we walked past the police the fire engines the ambulance because it was in a field and we had to like walk all the way around Um, and they were like do you you guys know where the people in the car was and we were like it's us and they were like no No way no that can't be how are you walking right um and so we're like well this feels a bit like a miracle in a way it was very very surreal yeah and so we thought hang on we've been given a second chance of life here we're 26 27 years old at that time um life's too short to just Mm -hmm. we had we weren't unhappy in our current situation but we were currently at that time flipping properties as well. So mm-hmm. we, under, again, understood like the pow- power of the environment, living in a building site. Yeah. Um, and I like to experiment as well with flipping properties and doing certain things to kind of alleviate all that stress and anxiety within living in a building site. Yeah. But um, yeah, giving us a new like lease of life, we were like, hang on, let's do something different. Let's do something a bit crazy. Let's bring Studio New over to Dubai. Mm-hmm. Um, we knew we wanted to move to Dubai or another country at some point because the year before that, we went on holiday here for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. My brother lives here. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were like, there's so much opportunity here for business, for a really cool lifestyle. Um, one day we'll live here. I don't know when. There's never going to be the right time. Right. And we thought, hang on, <laughs> this is now. Like, this is the right time. So Absolutely. in the space of like three months um, since a car accident, we literally sold our property, finished renovating it, sold it, sold everything inside, other than my bag of candles and vases. (laughs) Um, And um, yeah, literally just picked everything up, set, like moved to Dubai and relaunched Studio New here. But we worked with founders and entrepreneurs here. Like I said, mainly on their workplaces. Um, and then realized, hang on, these guys are also really stressed and um, yes. <laughs> like their employee well-being, there's an issue there, there's a lack of product productivity. So I can manipulate the environment to alleviate th- these issues. Yeah. My partner is a Fortune 500 business coach, so he can help consult with the business on that side. Absolutely. And it's kind of like a win-win here. And then, yeah. then obviously that kind of leads to the Healthy Entrepreneur Club from there. That's that that's amazing transition because yeah. some people get a second chance and they squander it. But mm. you said, let me, how do I give? And that's a very unique approach um, to to that kind of situation. So the Healthy Entrepreneur Club. Yeah. Let's dive, but like tech, talk to me about how, you know, with with you going and, and, and experiencing and having all of these things that, you know, you've gone through, you've built these amazing homes and you flipped them and you've done all that, getting into the mind of entrepreneurs, that's a whole other minefield because mm-hmm. each person is unique. Every situation is unique. Um, what made you say, yes, I'm, I want to give to that? Well, we I loved how when we work with entrepreneurs, when they have a purpose behind them. Mm-hmm. And so... Our mission when we came here was to help 1,000 people to help 1,000 people. And if we can do that, working with purpose-driven entrepreneurs, then we feel like we're giving back to the world, like making the world a better place. Yeah. So we, we do like specialize with um, health, wellness, and sustain, sustainable entrepreneurs, or generally entrepreneurs with a purpose mm-hmm. to kind of expand their reach, expand their purpose, help more people whilst also filling up their own cup, making mm. sure they don't burn out and sacrifice their health at the same time. That's huge. 
That's really huge. Um, I know that my experience being here, because we've been here roughly about the same time, about a year, I quickly saw how unique of an environment the UAE is compared to other places in the world because of so many nationalities being here. But more importantly, we're literally building a city from the sand. It's a very unique situation compared to already established places. Um, what, what have you seen be unique regarding stress, anxiety, depression here compared to England, for example? Um, where I was in England, it was very, it felt very slow paced compared to here because mm -hmm. I was in the countryside. And ah, so okay. it was very different. Um, here, it just, it feels a lot faster, faster, fast paced. Yeah. Um, and so if we can like help people find their calm through the environment, <laughs> yep. um, if we can help them get better sleep, get better, eat healthier, mm -hmm. look after themselves, take moments for themselves, then they don't necessarily have to like um feel that feel that stress and that anxiety through through where they are because i guess also like not just your in interior environment like dubai itself is very like for me it's quite hustle and bustle i mean yes. there's probably more cities out there which are more hustly yeah bustly. <laughs> um but where i came from it was quite a um quite a shock to the system yeah. and so yeah like yeah i think also in Dubai, a lot of people, I guess all over the world, they use social media, but I think there's a lot of pressure with social media, yes. having the perfect life, yes. especially for entrepreneurs. Um, just they see, they're scrolling through Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, and they just see other entrepreneurs with their stuff their together. Their stuff, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, they feel like they, they've got everything together. When in, re when in reality, they're juggling a million balls. Mm -hmm. um, Balls are dropping left, right, and center. Like, but they're not showing that. They're always just showing their highlight reel. And so, what right. we want to do is just make sure that that's not affecting people's mental health and their mindset. That everybody's human. And also, what we've noticed is that if you actually show your vulnerable side and show that you're relatable through social media as an entrepreneur, then you're much more likely to be to attract people that you want to work with. A hundred percent agree. I think that. Uh, especially in the West, we've come to a point where we've seen that that's kind of where we are, even on LinkedIn, right? Mm. Because three years ago, that wasn't the case. People were not vulnerable on LinkedIn. Yeah. And now that is the norm. So coming here um, to have such a melting pot of cultures and then say, be vulnerable. Mm. Many times they haven't even been vulnerable with themselves. So they have yeah. no idea how to do it externally. Mm. Um, so I, I imagine you're working with a slew of entrepreneurs. How do you get them to not only be vulnerable with their audience, but be vulnerable with themselves? How do you, what, what are some ways that you've helped them to do that? So we do um, generally start with a personal development plan call and kind of that delves into what their goals are. What do they actually want from life? What, what's their passion, their mission, their vision, their purpose? Where do they see themselves in a year's time, five years time? Yeah. Um, and I think it's also just breaking through that ice to make sure that they know that they don't need to have that hardcore shell in front of them, that it is okay to be human like humans interact with humans they don't want to interact with a robot who's someone who's right. perfect in a suit i mean I'm, in some jobs like if you're in wolf, um on uh, wall street or if you're like a bank or whatever like you do need to have that sense of professionalism but yeah. i think there's a new wave of entrepreneurship yep. um and like you said like you're seeing it on linkedin I, th I feel like there's a new wave of entrepreneurship where people are really portraying themselves being who they are feeling comfortable in their skin but still being successful and professional but yeah. in other ways yes and so it's just making sure that they know that they can do that and you can still come across as being professional but um yeah like we we really um promote when we work with entrepreneurs storytelling mm -hmm. and so 
we believe that it's easier for you to read, for, for example, read a LinkedIn post when it's a, like a storytelling approach. You start yes. with I and end with you, but in the middle you have a more of a storytelling approach. Right. And that is an easy way to like create a more informal content um, and yeah, interact with your audience in a more informal way. I love I that. I yeah. love that. That is great. <laughs> so you, I, you are what I would classify, especially when you're giving and pouring into others in that way, you are like the healer, right? Because you're giving your energy, you're giving your time, you wake up every day thinking about how can I impact these people so they can impact others. So who heals the healer? How do you heal and work on yourself? That's a great question. <laughs> so luckily, I work with my partner, mm -hmm. um, and we are very much a good support system together. Mm -hmm. So we also have our Labrador at home as well. So he's, <laughs> he's like part of the three musketeers at home. Um, but we just make sure, like we say to our clients, you need to understand your red flags, like mm -hmm. your burnout red flags. Yeah. And obviously, that takes a lot of trial and error, mm -hmm. um, and it can be quite difficult to actually like understand like is that a red flag or am I just like have I got a cold or am I poorly like whatever right it's is like it, is it the up and heel journey yeah. of just being <laughs> yeah. an entrepreneur right yeah um and so it's for us just under definitely understanding our red flags but we very much like a routine obviously but keeping it flexible because entrepreneurship is so unpredictable it needs mm -hmm. to you need to have that flexible routine but um this kind of leads on to the healthy hustle that we talk about so for example, we like to, like I said, understand our red flags. We will go for a walk. We have to go for a walk anyway with our dog. Mm -hmm. uh, many walks throughout the day. Um, we go to the gym five times a week. And for me, that gives me a sense of creativity and innovation and inspiration. Right. Um, without going to the gym, without going for a walk, without moving my body, I'm just... I, I have no energy mm -hmm. and it's so easy to just be like oh I don't want to go but like last night for example we literally just went we decided to go for an hour-long walk uh, watch the sunset and it's we came back and we just felt just really inspired new um just a new lease of life within us we just felt really inspired yeah. and creative so if I don't go and live my life if I don't I'm not saying like go out for brunches all the time but right. if you don't go and live your life and actually look after yourself and take moments for yourself then I think you're gonna struggle to create that sense of creativity within within your business I agree. Um, but I did mention like the healthy hustle so a lot of entrepreneurs they kind of either say they need a work-life balance or they need to go on and use like the hustle culture and mm -hmm. both are damaging Correct. I think for entrepreneurs and so you have on social media work-life balance a lot of people promote work-life balance and that's great if you're an employee and you can stop at five o'clock right and that's the perfect balance and that's great for you guys but as an entrepreneur I think that's so unrealistic and actually really damaging for entrepreneurs mindsets as well yes. um, because they feel that sense of pressure that they have to get all that work done at five o'clock and then that's it and then be with their family and then they feel that sense of guilt if they have to carry on working which can be really damaging yes um, and then on the other hand like other spectrum you've got the hustle culture where I'll that's sleep when dying. I'm dead kind yeah. of thing <laughs> yeah I know and that's also damaging because you're not you're just gonna kill yourself you're exactly. just gonna burn out you're not gonna be creative you're gonna end up hating what you're doing um and it's just not healthy like what's the point in living yep. for me I guess that kind of stems back from like the car accident like if 
you're so lucky to be alive. You're so lucky to be healthy and do right. the things that you can do. Like, what's the point in hustling this hard to burn yourself out and make yourself ill? So I agree. We really try and promote when people work with us to have that healthy hustle, to create your perfect repeatable week, to yeah. put in you time, to put in anything that makes you sparks creativity, makes you happy, makes you healthy, makes you money. Yes. Like they're the main things that you need to try and incorporate. And like, I think it takes a while to actually create your perfect repeatable week completely um a lot of trial and error i yeah. think we're still molding it like we try for a couple of weeks and we're like hang on no let's try and go to the gym at this time see if we're more productive in the morning here and mm-hmm. uh, move things around so definitely um creating a healthy hustle as an entrepreneur is super important absolutely and i mean i couldn't agree with you more because i and i've been a technically a solopreneur for a lot of years. It was just me consulting, but now being a full-blown entrepreneur, we're building systems and products and all of these things, but I'm also a mom. Mm. So repeatable weeks is like, that doesn't exist because a kid can get sick or something happens with school or there's a project and then they've got activities. And then, oh, on top of that, there's this with the business. So it's a constant, I gave up work-life balance a while ago and I realized it's an ebb and flow. I need to flow like water. And so I try to do that more often opposed to the proverbial notion of, oh, I've got to, there's a scale that I'm trying to achieve because it just wasn't achievable for me. And like you said, that was exhausting for me. So um, that's, and that's why we developed the micro moments. So the products you guys are seeing is, is because I realized that I don't have time to decompress an hour or two each day because that guilt that I was feeling as a parent of, okay, I'm constantly working, I'm doing this, but then I I don't have any time to recharge and I feel bad when I'm recharging because I could be spending it with the kids or I could be working, right? And so that constant feeling of everything is on me, what do I do? And then that exasperates chronic stress. So you're in this endless loop of this chronic thing. So micro moments as, as a parent who is an entrepreneur is so essential because you get just that little slice of time to say yes to you. And it doesn't feel like a lot, but it builds a habit. Like you said, it's repeatable. It doesn't feel like it's a lot, but it helps you. So I think what you're doing is utterly amazing because it's, it's so needed. Thank you so much. So yeah. needed in the world yeah. of entrepreneurship. So, um, what are you most excited about coming forward? I mean, we're, we're coming to the end of 2023. 2024 promises to be a big year in a lot of different ways. Um, what are you looking forward to most? Um, I guess I'm really looking forward to working with our clients to really create more impact in what they're doing, just to make the world and make everything they're doing better, like make their clients better, yes. make the world a better place. And I know that sounds quite big and broad and cliche, <laughs> but I, I just feel really passionate about like all these coaches and health entrepreneurs and wellness entrepreneurs. These guys have talent mm-hmm. and they want to help people. And they didn't necessarily come into business to run a business. They came, they became a coach or a health coach, like whatever niche they're in to serve people create impact. and to create an impact. Yeah. And so if we can like help them boost them, make more of an impact, then we've done a good job ourselves. And for me, that inspires me on a daily basis, but also helping them fill up their cup. So kind of like their biggest cheerleader (laughs) behind them and their business. Absolutely. Um, I'm just really excited about that in 2024 for sure. Yeah. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. Um, Where can people find you? So we are on Instagram, the.healthyentrepreneur. I'm uh, on LinkedIn, Antonia Bates. My partner, Freddie Pullen, is also on LinkedIn. Um, We have a podcast, the Healthy Entrepreneur Club podcast. I say we, it's my partner that hosts (laughs) it. I'm like the cheerleader behind. Um, Yeah, so yeah, 
pretty much all the channels that I dot healthy entrepreneur. It's wonderful. We'll make sure they're all linked uh, below the video here. So. Antonia, thank you so much. Um, I definitely see some collaboration in our future. Yeah, <laughs> for definitely. Sure. For sure. So thank you for spending time here with us today. Well, thank you so much for having me. It was great fun. Thank you. Um, so thank you again to our sponsor, Decompression Realm, for the amazing product, the Micro Moment Wellness Box. Uh, learn more about that in our free community at Find Your Calm. Uh, that's community.find, letter U, letter R, calm.com. Mm -hmm.